get back to it it's been a nice long uh holiday break for me i've loved it i had four days over christmas off and then i had four days over new year's off so back in the saddle again ready to get underway all right so let's let's state the obvious right now we are now all about 2022 election this show will be dedicated to nothing more and getting as many Democrats out of office as we possibly can. That, that hey, I, I never, I have never made any excuse uh, for my show. If you like the way America's going, then put more Democrats into office. Exactly. A president who over that that over the weekend said meat prices are high. Because if you don't have competition with, uh, you know, with capitalism, you know, you basically have totalitarianism within markets, and that's what's wrong with the meat market. No, Mr. President, your policies are what's wrong with the meat market. You know, inflation is what's wrong with the meat market. High gas and diesel prices are what's wrong with the meat market. And I can go on and on and on. It's it's just ridiculous to listen to that man talk. Go back, have another bowl of oatmeal. We'll talk to you later. All right, nice Dave Ellswick Show. And, you know, we'll, you'll be hearing about uh, a lot of uh, Republicans here on this show because we're not done here in Arkansas yet. You know, the ones who are saying that they're Republicans but vote like they have a D behind their name have to go. Now it's time to purge the roles of the people who are bright purple and are, you know, dimly blue. So <laughs> that we lit. can so so we can get rid of yeah, dimly blue. You gotta be dim to be blue as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's what I call the Democrats. If you've ever read and and I'm sure that Elizabeth will laugh at this. I don't call them Dems, D E M. I call them Dems, D I M. Because there's no doubt in my mind. You know, they're crazy. Before we came on today, and by the way, Simone is here today. Uh, Missy is no longer with us because she took a job uh, working in education, a grassroots group, so that uh, since they're a 401c3, she can't talk politics as much as she'd like to. So um, she's decided that uh, she won't be on the show. We'll see how long she lasts working with the organization she's going to work with. I'm working with them. You all know that I want to start a school. Uh, I want to start a private school that is uh, free. That's what I want to start. And I want to start a private school that teaches, uh, you know, the uh, the classical languages. <clears throat> Every one of the kids should graduate from school being able to read latin should be able to speak greek and should be able to speak hebrew yes you know, i've Whoa. told this i've hey elizabeth i've told this story a bunch of times and so has uh uh pastor uh, Stu, yes. uh stewart uh, over at agape yes. the yes. Uh, the pilgrims voted on what was going to be the language of america and by one vote english won you know what the other language was hebrew hmm. hebrew 
I think Latin's very important. You go over there and look at go over and look at the uh, the crest for Harvard University. It's written in Hebrew. Really? Yes. Yeah. It. I'm just telling you. Classical <laughs> education. Never heard anyone. Yeah. You don't hear no. you don't hear that very much anymore about classical education. Well, if I have my way, you're going to hear a lot about it. And I believe that students from all over Central Arkansas will be flocking to it. Because when they graduate, I promise you, they'll be able to read, they'll be able to write, they'll be able to do their math, they'll be able to do all those things. Understand I'm, civics. You know, yeah, and civics. Oh, and, wow. uh, what a concept. <laughs> yeah, there's all, all that stuff will be, you know, we're really moving uh, forward with this. I'm putting together my board. I got to talk to the Doug about that before he gets out of the, the building today because I need good people on the board that are willing to stand up and stand strong because I'm going to tell you what, there's going to be people who want to come to the school and they're going to have to sign a, a statement of faith and have to sign a, a couple of different things. And uh, there's going to be people who say, well, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, how are you? I'm good. Doug Reed is here. Good to have Doug Reed uh, with us. I haven't talked to Doug in a long time. It's been a while. Probably the last time that I I spoke with Doug was with Shane uh, Stacks. Shane Stacks. When you guys were fighting about the uh, the pay increase, and I forget who the who the uh, uh, justice of the peace was, but said. Well, I need that money. I need, I got to buy yeah. ice cream for my <laughs> grandchildren. About that. I played that over. I got the video, the audio of that, and I played that over and over and over again. I remember that. Is that well, it was just, it's just it was stupid. It, it, it proves my point about Democrats. They don't get it. They don't. They just don't understand that at all. Democrats. So let me let me let me let me stop and just. We got Doug on. Heather called me. Well, she texted me last night. And said, hey, you need to get Doug Reed on. And Pulaski Academy, I have always thought of as a conservative school. Now, I've never, look, I'm going to be honest. I've not been over there. I just knew they were conservative because they never punted the football. Yeah, that's right. That's, right. <laughs> that's why I knew always that. had an onside kid. You know, I'm, I'm going to say, say that. But uh, and by the way, where's Kevin going to go now? He quit where he was at. He is here in town, and he's doing some things for the NFL right now oh, is while he? he's in limbo. So. Have you noticed that more teams in the NFL are going yep. forward on fourth down? And also uh, Arkansas, I think. Ar- U of A, yeah. I think they did that in their this last game a couple of times. Yeah, in the bowl game. Yep. yep. <laughs> just, you know, they understood what uh, that he was saying. See, Woody Hayes used to say I, he hated forward passing because there were three things that could happen. Two of them were negative. All right, that's what that's what Woody Hayes always said. I didn't agree with that, but that's what Woody Hayes always said. And now, you know, Kevin's convinced uh, NFL coaches and college coaches that punting away when you're fourth and one or fourth and two, and you got a great offensive line, and you've been running over the other team, you know, good things can happen if you just hold on to the ball. That's right, and they've that's proven right. that. I mean, most teams are like. 70% successful. And I think that's only going to get better, to be honest with you. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Well, you were, J-O, you were, you were, you, no, you were on the uh, 
uh, Pulaski County Quorum Court, the last time I knew you. and Still now, am. Still look, am. You're still on the I represent okay. about 20,000 people out in West Pulaski County. Okay. What are you telling the people on the Pulaski County uh, Court and uh, your constituents about Little Rock and the crime problem? Well, I, I, you I know, know that we, you we, don't have much play in the. We in don't. What they're we doing. did have, and I I don't know why they <clears throat> we quit meeting. But I was on a crime kind of commission that uh, was having the Pulaski County Sheriff look at crime, and I you know we quit meeting, and that was probably three years ago. And I don't know why we quit meeting. I hadn't thought about that. It was just a start in the rise in crime, wasn't that, yeah, it? Three it was. years ago, it was, and uh, so. I don't know that we ever came up with uh, – maybe we did, and I just don't remember my mem- – <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was on a little committee where we were looking into crime and how it was dealt with. And All right. Now, the reason I have you on today is not as a, uh, a JP. I don't have you on as a pastor, although you are that too. Uh, but you're a teacher. I am. At Pulaski Academy. And now, since you will not wear a mask – and you made it very clear you cannot teach if you have to wear a mask. Uh, you're not working at Pulaski Academy right yes, now. Yes, that's correct. I uh, So I, I complied with that during 2020, and uh, <clears throat> I, I can't give you an exact date, but sometime in November I began praying about it and just really felt like God, and if you look at the data on masks, there's just really nothing that shows they they're, that they're going to keep you from getting COVID if you're in a big, big group. The story this weekend was that cloth <laughs> masks do not work. Yeah, so right. I just felt like I was lying and, and promoting this, uh, what one psychologist or psychiatrist calls mass formation psychosis, where as a big yes, group, sir. we all begin to believe something that's not true. And I just really felt like God wanted me to not wear a mask in 2022. So I sent in a religious exemption letter and uh, uh, had lots of examples of how you really cannot legislate, make rules. And even OSHA that Joe Biden's setting up that's going to penalize companies if they don't get people vaxxed or make them wear a mask if they're not, uh, allows for religious Exemption. Exemptions. And so I quoted all that. I quoted the Constitution, and I was denied. And so I was shocked. I was shocked. I thought it would be an easy slam dunk for them to let me teach without a mask in my little sphere of influence. I mean, I'm not all over the place. I'm in one little room. And um, and so I thought, well, I didn't respond to that. So I thought, well, if I show up. Monday morning, I'm just going to go in and appeal one more time. And uh, so I did and basically was told I couldn't teach anymore unless really? I was willing to put the little piece of cloth over my mouth. Well, not only you, but there are a lot of students that were told they can't come to school anymore. If Is they that right? If they don't wear the mask, they are told to stay stay home um, because some of them had asked for a religious exemption, too. So I, I was just really shocked, honestly, I, uh, that we've come to this kind of place in America where constitutional, because that, that's all embedded in our Constitution in Title Seven, which was 
passed in 1960 something, four, something like that. And we're just ignoring all of it and becoming very totalitarian, in my opinion. I mean, people are going to disagree with me, but that's the way I see it. No, we're moving that way. Yeah. We have been now for quite a while. I mean, I like the matrix in that it seems like everybody's taken the blue pill and just gone to sleep. You and I have taken the red pill. We have. (laughs) We have. We sure have. And that can be dangerous now. Yeah. How how deep does the rabbit hole go? Yeah. How far can you go? What's there? Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Mr. Reed, I'm glad you're with us this morning. And good morning, Simone. Good morning, girl. How are you doing? (laughs) Sorry, my vehicle is still in the hospital, but one day day I will have a transportation back again. Okay, before before I get started with you, I need to take a break. I've been told that I have to take a break. So I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to come back to you, Elizabeth. What, what, do, you, what do you want to pursue when we come back? I am very, inter- very sorry to hear that this is happening the way it's happening in Little Rock. I think this uh, mass formation psychosis is a very fancy term that needs to be talked about a little bit. Yeah, what it means there. is that there's a whole lot of people that are nuts. That's what it means. Yeah, exactly. But we need to talk about it. We need to explain it to people so they understand. It's like the emperor's new clothes. Talked about it last week. Right. What part of reality are we going to throw away tomorrow? Yeah, it's like taking the blue pill. That's what it is. All right. Hold on. We're going to come back to you. So we've got Elizabeth here. We've got Simone here. We've got Doug Reed here. Heather can't be here today because she is taking care of a sick kid at house uh, today. So hopefully she'll be back next week. Uh, Tuesday with us. I want to remind you about Pat Davis. Get your uh, health care insurance taken care of for this week. Talk to Pat, though, before you uh, just sign up and go with the same old, same old. You know, Einstein said, you know, uh, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a dis- different outcome. Uh, and uh, Pat Davis would say the same. If you're looking to save money on health insurance, just staying with what you've been doing, if you're not happy with it, uh, is not going to save you money. He'll save you money, 30 to 50% on your health care, no co-pays. He'll get rid of those, and you can choose any provider in the nation. All you got to do is call Pat Davis, 501-605-6935, or visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com. All right, Elizabeth is with us. She's up in Conway, probably in her silk pajamas, eating bonbons and <laughs> and relaxing. So uh, what do you want to bring to us, uh, Elizabeth? Well, Doug, Doug Reed mentions this mass psychosis, uh, mass formation psychosis. This fancy term showed up over the weekend a few days back all over the news. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, to my surprise, never heard of it before. When I looked it up, it's an actual thing. Okay, okay, it's a real, it's a real diagnosis. I'm sure Doug could tell you much more about it. Um, what surprised me was when I read about it, and the folks that are talking about it, of course, have pointed out it's about social isolation and feeling a sense of meaningless in life with free floating anxiety and crankiness and frustration and they say that at that point when the whole population begins to feel that way anyone in our case gosh knows i guess it's the president can come along and try to tell us something and people will grab onto it you know like a life preserver 
and they don't want to hear anything other than that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And what let me, really let me, let me ask me, you a question. What's it? What's it? Psychology. Do- that's all interesting. And we were there. But what really frightened me is when I read that this is what every totalitarian regime went through before the totalitarians took over. So what's the difference between and the, this and mass hysteria? Mass hysteria. Mass mass hypnosis is another way that I saw it described. Okay. I spent some time reading. It was pretty uh, pretty frightening. The way around it is to wake up about it and tell people. They say only 30% of the population is totally wiped, totally brainwashed, never going to know any different, going to go for this 100%. 100%. Well, we've seen this. Hey, we saw this not. in the last century. We saw this in Nazi Germany. This is precisely what I'm talking about. This is the the scholars, the mass media would have you believe this is not a real thing. But scholars, this is a psychology thing. It's in the books. It's in the, it's in the you know the papers. The psychologists know about it, and it happened in Nazi Germany. It's happened everywhere else in our world. Every time totalitarians have taken over. Yeah, I can just, I can, um, I'm not calling anybody who is suffering from this a Nazi. Don't, let me get that clarified. No, 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 no it's not. Right that. now, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying over. that goes a long way to explaining what happened in Nazi Germany when people were living in towns close to the concentration camps and the ashes were falling on their town and they said it was snow. Exactly. Exactly. You become so beat down, apparently, from what I'm reading, you know, that anything that comes along that gives you some sort of an idea to hang on to, like, okay, this makes sense. This is what I'm doing. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to hear any facts about anything different. Well, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I think part of it is also when you have a government that one day tells you this is the way things are, and then the next day they tell you the, the, the decided opposite. I mean, this whole thing about masks, uh, Fauci still says masks are good. The CDC says they don't work. He didn't originally say that. No, I understand that. No, he didn't say that. He changed. He's holding on to that dog. Yeah, that's because he's trying to make money. He's trying to stay in power. He can feel the best it he can Because he only stay. Hey, look, he only stays you know, employed at the whim of the president. I mean, the president can move him out at, at any time that he wants to. Or whoever's controlling the president. All right, so Doug, you have, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Excuse me. You, you've you seen that piece of information that talks about various FDA officials and what they formerly did and how they're all connected to the pharmaceutical companies. It's a fact. It's a fact. We have FDA commissioners that are connected to now former FDA commissioners and all connected to the pharmaceutical companies. That's where a lot of this is coming from. I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm here to tell you these facts. All right. I wanted to go back to Doug now. So, Doug, you've been let go. You don't have a job at Pulaski Academy anymore. That's correct. Some of these kids have not uh, are not being let back in school because they won't wear a mask. Does that mean they can't make up any of their work? No, I think they've been told they can. No, they can't. Well, right. they're investigating it, it to see if they can, uh, if they'll grant them their religious liberty. Which, okay. if, they sh- if they do, then why did you not grant mine? So. Yeah, well, yeah, you'll have a really good, you know, case at that point to, to pursue. But uh, it, it's just ridiculous some of the things that are going on. We're going to talk more about this in the next half hour. Bible guy going to be with us in the next hour. Uh, Scott 
uh, Stuart will be with us to do our thing uh, uh, today because uh, Billy and uh, Steve are both suffering from COVID in their families. They don't have it, but family members do, so they're not going to be coming in today, just so you'll you'll know on that uh, here coming up on the on the Dave Ellswick show. Right now, though, let's get to the news. That's at the bottom of the hour. We bring you up to date on what's going on around the world. Then we'll get back and talk with Doug some more and ask him if he was he was he given any indication that at the school that there was kind of weird thoughts about this going on. We'll find out. Hey, don't forget about uh, David Lucas Financial. If you're concerned about a lot of the things that most people are concerned about as far as rising prices, you know, out of control government spending, political unrest, rapid decline in the U.S. dollar, then you're probably uh, looking at maybe um, helping your savings with a little gold and silver. And when you buy gold and silver, there's some decisions that you have to make. Like, uh, do you want gold and silver, you know, basically sent to you and put in your hand so that you can put it in your safe or whatever? Or are you you know, comfortable with certificates or whatever. That's just a couple of questions. So you don't want to let 1970 style, uh, style inflation destroy uh, your retirement. Yes, I remember Jimmy Carter. I was alive. I was in the military at that time. Uh, learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, your IRA, 401k, hard-earned savings. All you got to do is call David Lucas Financial, 501-222-3315. Uh, They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through the David Lucas Financial Company in Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. So keep that in mind. Doug Reed is my special guest this morning. He's here in studio. He got up, washed his face, combed his hair, and came here to the studio. That's not an easy thing to do at 6 o'clock in the morning. We appreciate him for doing that. And Simone's here in the studio. Heather is not here today. She's taking care of a sick child at home. But Elizabeth is here uh, as awesome uh, as she is with us on phone from Conway uh, as well. So, you know, where are we now, uh, Doug, as far as this is concerned? Uh, is it going to take you and a lawyer to try to force Pulaski Academy to do what's right? And I would say that um, to that, and I am trying to raise money for a, a legal fund, um, and I'm not out to punish anybody. What I want to do, and I would like to do it for everybody in Arkansas and the United States, is get employers to real, to stop denying religious freedom and religious exemptions and that that is a thing that they should honor uh, and and there is a phrase in title seven that says you know unless it's an undue burden and to me an undue burden would be not having a job well that's an undue burden <laughs> yes, it is. but yeah. you know if i ask them could you build me a temple out back because i need to go <laughs> no that's you know find a temple it's already you know but if it's not uh, let me off on Friday if you can find a 
somebody to take my place for 10 minutes. I mean, that's not unreasonable. Right. So as long as it's not unreasonable burden on the business, then uh, they really have to honor those. And we're getting away from that. Uh, and, and I think it's because of this mass formation psychosis. And I was just looking at the name of the guy that's uh, studying this. His name is Professor Matthias Desmond, if people want to look that up. He's the guy that's and, – and the, the title is Why People Willingly Give Up Their Freedoms. Why would you really That'd willingly be good. give Maybe up – Maybe I should try to get him on the air because I've been wondering about that for a long time. Yeah, and so, yeah, that's what he studies, and uh, that's what happened in Nazi Germany and in a lot of places that went totalitarian. Yeah, I won't say it happened in the Soviet Union. That was a group of people who took over, but – uh, in, in in Nazi uh, Germany and under Hitler's regime, people willingly yeah. gave up their freedoms. Absolutely did. Yeah. This, is, this is what happens to populations when they're pushed and shoved and, and the rules are changed from day to day and they don't have – God has been taken away from our society. So people do not have what I call a touchstone. They don't have – we don't have the morals. We don't have the traditions. We don't have – we don't have our favorite statues. We don't have anything that we used to have. They've taken it all away. People are psycho- psychologically um, unmoored. They don't have anywhere to connect to. Therefore, this is where they are when the totalitarians can take over. This is what allowed it. This is the boiling water that the frog is sitting in, right? And it's done in a methodical way, in a little piece-by-piece piece way, so that it's not noticeable if you aren't paying attention you know it's not noticeable so piece by piece they've taken these little things away and if you'd look back a certain time period you'd never have assessed that this would be occurring in america well what's what's amazing and and doug i'll let you address this is that they always say let the science speak well the science isn't speaking clearly on this so what do we do at that point is it you know dog eat dog uh Everybody for themselves, kind of like I watched the uh, the original making of the Titanic last night. And as half of the ship is sinking down into the Atlantic, uh, the uh, captain uh-huh. gets on the megaphone and says, everybody for themselves. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what happened at that point. And, and I'm wondering, if is that kind of what's happening in our country? Yeah, it seems like it. Um, I mean... People are definitely willingly giving up their freedoms, and uh, it astonishes me that they're that they're doing that. Um, and and our our true and I tell Christian people this: our true government in America is our Constitution. So if one of our elected leaders is going against the Constitution, then we need to hold them accountable to that and um and tell them no. And so, I mean, that's, it's just being stepped all over, especially this new OSHA rules that Biden has written in that tells companies that they have to get everybody vaxxed or the people that will not, they got to be masked and tested weekly or you get a $14,000 fine. I mean, that's just, well, we shall see if that withstands because it's Friday that the Supreme court hears this. Isn't that's it? correct. That's correct. Friday, the seventh. Is that, I, yeah. I have, I still have uh, my fingers crossed that I can, I can believe in the Supreme Court, and especially the people who are on it right now. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, we need to be praying about it. That's for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. For always, sure. always, always pray. 
That's something you got to do. You always yeah, that's where have it to starts pray. and ends right there. Is they've taken, they have allowed us to sit still while they took God out of our culture. And that's a big part of the problem, the major part of the problem. That's entirely the problem. The light's gone, so the dark is coming in. I heard someone talk about that the other day. They distinguish the light everywhere they can. Well, here's the key. The ark was built to keep keep the weather out, all right, not to let the weather in. And now the ark is allowing the weather to come in. Yes. And easily. Not hard. Not hard. Well, and that's up to us. See, it's all it's always back it's always up to us. We sat back and allowed a lot of this to happen. Now we're starting to wake up. You know, we talk about so many negative things on the show that are negative. They are. We are in a negative position in many ways. I always worry that we're not giving people something to do or think about or a different approach. These Some same action. articles that Yeah, action. Things you can do, what you can do to to fight all this mass psychosis. So these articles about this talk about what you can do against it. They say 30% of the people cannot be changed. They're going to go down that that rabbit hole. They say 30% of the people are very wide awake and are screaming at the top of their lungs trying to let people know. That leaves that 40% in the middle. It is our job, the loud ones, to make sure that we continue to be loud and gather together because 70% can overcome 30%, but we have to persuade that 40% that's in the middle that they actually can stand up. Heather talks about this when she's there every week. You've got to stand up to this stuff. That's what I appreciate from you, Mr. Mr. Reed, that you're going to um, not just walk away, not just walk away, which so many people are doing. I understand their concerns. Everyone has now been touched in a small way or a larger way by these encroachments and we've got to start standing up to it we have to start taking a stand or we will lose everything we've got or as i have said you know i've i've been inoculated i'm i'm very upfront about that however i don't require everybody else to be inoculated that's a a that's a personal choice It's a choice. Masking. Wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask and you feel safe wearing a mask and you want to do that for yourself, then feel free. Yep. I'm not doing it. My wife has a really good little saying about mask. And what do you always say about mask? Move up on the microphone so we can hear you. (laughs) Yeah, you always say... there's, there's. If I'm wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask, how many masks are between us? Oh, yeah, just one mask between <laughs> us. So, you know, you just wear another one. And, and it's the same. So if the people that are that scared have them wear two masks and it's the same as if I wear a mask and they wear a mask. Typically for people who are that scared, I tell them just to stay home. Stay home. <laughs> then well, maybe you you'll be, maybe you'll be comfortable then. Just stay home. Don't see anybody. Did you see the picture of that general uh, the, with his yes. big visor on and everything? It looked like he was coming out of a lab in China. With a big well, award on. Had the visor and the mask underneath the visor right. and all that. And he's the one who came, uh, was in the news yesterday. Lloyd Austin is our uh, defense chairman. And he's now positive with COVID. They say that <laughs> oh 90% of the people that have been ill with the new variant are vaccinated. Yeah, people. that's it's the majority. That's what I've read anyway. Which, yes. Which, it's because of us terrible unvaccinated people. I'm not people. trying to point a finger. I'm just saying we are dealing with a virus. You cannot vaccinate a virus out of existence and never never it's it's never never been that way all right even even with polio 
although we just about eradicated it, it still pops up in, in areas of the world. And yes. people who have had the, vac- the vaccine, who've, whether they've had the shot or the drops or the sugar cube or whatever it is, uh, they've been given the necessary um, medical treatment and they still get the disease. Va- and, you know, viruses are tough. As we've heard Dr. Terry Yamauchi talk about it so often here on my show, is that they're changing all the time. They don't want to die any more than you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, they can't. We're the host. It can't kill us off. It can't go. It can't do that because it can't survive. That's, this is real science, okay? This is the science that was made, uh, the, that the conclusions were drawn before politics were involved, right? This is right. real science. Yeah, it's become, and, and bringing that up, Dave was talking about the science. If you just read the peer-reviewed data studies, I mean, it's all in our favor that, um and I don't understand. Over 50 to 70 years, it's in our favor. favor. It's <laughs> well, just built up on top of each other. So, for example, somebody had mentioned, you know, my grandchild's going to die because you're pursuing this. Right, well, right. What, what What are you reading? Oh, I mean, Lord. everything we've re- we read as younger people and kids hardly get or are affected by They're going to kill you. No, so. I'm just kidding. I'm it's just, almost childish. I'm just, I'm just kidding you. You know, I I make fun of things that other people refuse to make fun of, and I will make fun of that kind of stuff. I think it's, it's, it's coming to child abuse with all the the children getting, which we have no idea what's going to happen with the long term results. We have no idea of any of that, and they're talking about boosters upon boosters, babies getting vaccinated. I mean, this seems no. like child abuse to me. Brown University just came out with a study that showed that children that are wearing masks there, and I, it's not IQ, but right. Uh, I'm going to say IQ. Oh, yeah. it's not, it goes down for 23 percent. Like you decline 23 percent in a lot of abilities. Well, if you're doing all your learning at home, definitely. Well, plus the definitely. mask, doing any learning at that facial, age. facial recognition. Yeah, all the facial stuff that kids. I'm talking young kids right. that are still trying to learn speech even your speech and how you know you watch your teachers speak so that you can enunciate properly it's not good all right so i guess we're going to get away from ebonics to maskbonics <laughs> maskbonics i guess that's what we'll have all right, transition let's, let's take a fast break and then we'll finish up with uh, doug reed who's been good enough to come in and and share this story with us we'll find out where he goes from here uh that's our next question for him when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They are out to take care of your roof. Uh, no one has touched my roof except PI Roofing. Uh, if something happens that I happen to see a discoloration or or a little bit of water at the baseboard of my house or whatever, they're the first people I call at 707-3551. Uh, they will come out, and it's amazing what they can find. The last time they were out at my house... There was a leak, and I could not find it. I looked all over the place. It was one nail that it worked its way up. One nail. And it was over the garage, and I was seeing the leak in the living room. And from the nail to the living room, I'm going to say 40 feet maybe. So I have no idea how the water was getting from point A to point B. They figured it out. They took care of it. They fixed it. 
and I don't have anything else to worry about now. Uh, we've had some hail in the area over this winter thus far. You probably should have your roof looked at if uh, you've had hail just to make sure it hasn't compromised your roof. Because remember, your roof is the last barrier to the weather outside getting into your home and destroying the stuff that you really want to keep. That's PI Roofing, 707-3551. It's who I highly recommend. You can also visit them online, piroofing.com. Seven minutes until 7 o'clock, Bible Guy will be with us. And I say guy because Billy got a hold of me and said he can't make it today because his wife came down with COVID. And Steve said he can't come today because his daughter came down with COVID. So, And she's had, this is a second or third time that she's had a run-in with it. You know, so as it changes, it finds her. <laughs> jumps, well. in, jumps in with her. But anyway, she won't be here either. Uh haven't heard from Scott, but I'm assuming he will uh, he will join us uh, today. With that all said, Doug Reed is our special guest this first hour. And Doug, let me just ask you, where to now? Where what what are I know you're looking for employment, but what else is going on? Yeah, looking for employment, and um, I I, mean, I plan to uh, hopefully take uh, this religious freedom thing to. Hopefully the state Supreme Court, so people in Arkansas can at least, uh, if not to the Supreme Court, just depends on my attorney. I've, I've had looked at different attorneys. I haven't chosen one yet, but um, that, that's what we're looking at. So Okay. And then uh, let it work its way up to where it needs to go to. Yes. yes. Kind of like the mask mandate and all of that that's going up Which, still to the Supreme Court. Yeah. So there, yeah, I mean, there's just no out and outright laws at least in arkansas for all this i mean well, this is just they're all... there but we just haven't gotten to one yet and you know the wheels of justice grind slowly as they say yes, and they it's do. taken a long time to get it to the, to the supreme court i think it gets to the supreme court we'll be happy with some of the yeah. decisions they will make but yeah it's uh but during that time you're caught between a rock and a hard place yeah. What what can we do for your GoFundMe? Yeah. Where do we go? Well, it's uh, on my Facebook. If uh, and what's your Facebook? It's uh, you know, it's a good question. It's uh, so it's Facebook dot <laughs> com slash what? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I'm Doug Reed on there. Okay. Probably uh, not. Uh, if you look it, it up, you'll see a picture of me and my wife. Um, edit profile would that be on there okay so just go to doug reed you'll yeah, know if it's him yeah you will because you'll up on your profile it's this really stately looking guy and this beautiful <laughs> woman standing next to him yes that's what that's what you'll see so uh, go you check it out of new mexico nope okay that's the one that's coming up so that's not the one Hmm. Yeah, and it says uh, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life in the background. Let me see. Okay. Well, oh, here it is. All right. It's uh, Doug dot Reed dot sixteen twelve. Doug dot Reed dot sixteen twelve. Well, you there made it. E- you made it easy, didn't you, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you are. All right. You got to identify yourself. Just somewhere. remember, Doug Reed sixteen twelve. That'd be the easiest way. Doug dot Reed dot sixteen twelve. Yeah, and so that mind. link is on there and. Um, 
I've got to figure out GoFundMe has a hold right now, and you know they're not necessarily uh, conservative, so I don't know if they. Oh, you don't know if they're going to oh, allow you to, to continue. Or yeah, no. So we'll we'll see. Um, there's a well, couple. There's a, there's a Christian-based one out yeah. there as well, Doug. Do you know? I don't. Um, I don't, and I, I don't remember the name. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. And now she's deep, he, she's deep diving right now, so <laughs> hopefully she'll have it in about three minutes here before we go off the air. But she'll get a hold of you if necessary. Uh, anything else that we need to know about that's going on out there that you're you're aware of that we should be prepared for? Well, um, cor- uh, uh, for the Quorum Court, I have also informed them of my uh, religious exemption freedom. Are they res- are they telling you guys you got to have shots? No, no, they're just telling us we have to wear masks. No, if you got to wear. Uh, oh, I'm if sorry. you don't reveal your oh vaccination gosh. status, then you have to wear one. And uh, so, medical business. So anyway, that's that's the next step. Okay. Doug, take a look at give send go. Give send go. Okay. GiveSendGo.com, a Christian crowdfunding site. All right. That should hopefully help. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. We will see you next week. Hopefully uh, things will start moving forward on getting your little miniata put back together again. She's got a a miniata, a car that... A baby car. Yeah, that reminds me of the ones that you used to get when you were a kid. Doug, that you'd put it together and then you run it into the wall and it would blow up. That's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of how her, her yeah, car is. that makes it sound horrible, although it is in parts. But one, kudos to you, sir, for fighting the fight. It's the good fight. It's the right way to go. Thank you. The, the, the sound of a hero goes to those who decide to enter the arena of the battle. Simone, thanks for coming in. Yes, we appreciate that. Thanks so much, Doug. Thank you again for coming in today. Thank you for having me. And stay tuned. We're going to come up with uh, at least one Bible guy will be joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. News is next. Bible guy today. We're going to bring you back to the way it used to be here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We started off the Bible guys with just a Bible guy, and it was uh, right. where Scott Stewart who would come in and answer the questions. Well, he's here today to answer the questions because Billy can't be here. There's COVID uh, close to him, so he uh, texted me to say I can't make it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then Steve was saying, you know, I he reminded me of the dog in the cartoons that hung out with Spike. You remember Spike the dog? And he wore the collar and had the spikes in it. Mm-hmm. And and then there was this little dog next to him that was jumping up and down all the time. It was, where are we going, Spike? Where are we going? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I kind of kind of felt that way about Steve because he was trying to figure out how to get here 
even though his daughter came down with COVID again. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to come in because, you know, he misses because of his work and things of that nature. He really wanted to be here yeah. today. Yeah. He wanted to. Maybe you could have, like, uh, plastic yeah. bubbles over <laughs> each chair. <laughs> remember that movie years ago, Boy in a Plastic yes, Bubble? Yes, yeah. John Travolta. Yeah. I do remember that. Oh, he played that. the role. He was the yeah. boy in the plastic yeah. bubble. I didn't remember that part, but, uh, but yeah. I do remember that movie. He, we could get a bubble for Steve. Yeah, little, we could get him one. Billy. Let him walk around in a bubble. Be, <laughs> we could do that. We could give it a try. Anyway, we're, we're expecting that both of those gentlemen, if work uh, allows them, will join us uh, next week as well. All right, so I took a step, just so you know, Scott, uh, and I think a, a, a pretty definite one, mm-hmm. uh, towards uh, Yeshua Academy. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, I got a booklet that I needed. And uh, it tells you about, you know, setting up bylaws and all that kind of stuff. So I've begun working on that. Um, I've got one person that I know is going to agree to be on the the board, and Mm -hmm. that's going to be Robert Steinbach. Oh, great. uh, Which is great because he's a practicing Jew. Yeah, And I I love having him on uh, for that. And then, of course, I'm going to approach you. You know that I'm going to approach you. Okay. And then you'll have to make up your mind whether you have enough time. Right. Uh, Because yeah. it'll be pretty time intensive at the very beginning. And then as things get really kind of rolling, it won't be so bad. Sure. And uh, Missy's going to be part of it, uh, who um, used to be part of our female panel but can't now because she's working in in education, grassroots, in a grassroots way with mm. a 401c3 but she's going to be part of it too all right so i got you know i'm going to get seven people on the board Mm -hmm. that's going to be my goal yeah and uh, i got two i need five more and um, we'll see there's some different movers and shakers Mm -hmm. i need to talk about right i I need to find myself a good uh, um, political person right i just pray it out and then walk it out well that's what i'm doing i you know here's what it was i i felt like i was stuck because, again, I've, I've told people, you, God gave me the vision for this, so now I'm waiting for the provision. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean, and God impressed this on me, hey, you don't get to just sit there and not do nothing. Right. You know, you got to press forward. Mm-hmm. I expect action. Yeah. So... You need, you, need a, you need a you need a savings account uh, before you start making money. Yeah. Uh, you think about the, the vision that... Uh, that um, joseph had he said we need to we need to build granaries because there's a harvest coming in that needs to last us for seven years so obviously you you make preparation and no you mentioned noah's ark in the in the last segment or last uh, hour yeah, noah built the ark before the flood came that's you, right you don't you don't start when it's happening you got you have to make preparation sometimes that takes years and of know? course the ark was built to keep water out all right but it was also built to keep sin out that's true that is true and it did because it was not a good time on the earth no, at that sir. time. It was not. It, it was not. It just wasn't. There was only a handful of righteous people. Yeah, it so, was in his family. That's correct. Yeah, that's that's the key. Yeah. So that's what's important when you look at the family. What's important about the family? You keep the tenets of God. Yeah. You know, uh, the scripture tells us that um, that God chose Abraham, uh, and it actually tells us why he chose Abraham. It says, and God chose Abraham because he knew that Abraham would command his children after him. So even though Abraham at the, at that moment had no children because Isaac was not yet born, mm-hmm. God knew that Abraham was going to lead his family correctly. And that's why Abraham was chosen to be the father of 
the uh, the Jewish nation, uh, and so there is a huge, huge um, importance that should that should be placed and in the mind of God. It is placed on uh, on raising your children. Yep, and uh, commanding your home. You're supposed to be raising your children in a godly way, yeah, the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. That's, That's exactly right. right. Yeah, you got to think about. But did you that. stay up and ring the New Year in? Yeah, I did stay up did late you? enough to do that. I didn't. I had. I was. <laughs> I still had grandchildren at my house. It's so funny when you get older. I, that whole thing of staying up to midnight just, doesn't ring so it's, brightly no. to you. you I, of course, we were told by the government we couldn't kiss anybody on uh, at the stroke of midnight. So did you follow that? What the whole kissing thing? Yeah, yeah, I did. You didn't kiss anybody? No, I kissed my wife. No, you weren't supposed to. The government said you shouldn't kiss people. No, that, well, that's true, but I don't care what the government <laughs> says. Uh, my my whole thing is is that when it comes down to, you know, um, uh, my wife and I have celebrated uh, New Year's Eve since we were dating in a certain way, and we still do it the exact same way. Yeah. We yeah. have a little little drink, a wine, and... And we make out for a few minutes. TMI, TMI, my grandkids right now. Go, no, granddad, shut up. Uh, but anyway, you know, do, <laughs> do that, do that kind of thing. I'm look, I'm I still pretty spy for I my age. I went to bed as early as possible on New Year's Eve. Yeah, well, you know, used to be you wanted to be out with a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't want to be with a bunch of people anymore. <laughs> I'm either. usually with my family now. Yeah, right. That's that's yeah. where I want to be. And I was I had seven grandchildren crawling all over me. No, so, that's great. So I was. They were, and and I liked what you said. Now you know why children are born to the young. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I understand <laughs> that too. I so, just don't so, have so, the patience I, I used to. Imagine we're talking about Abraham. Imagine Abraham. I mean, the guy has a child when he is uh, when he's a hundred years old. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. glad wow. glad him and uh, yeah, me, there you go. Just saying, yeah. And then he had a lot more after that. He had a few more, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was he was working it. What can <laughs> I tell you? Just didn't anybody tell him what caused that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. All right, I got a I got a question for sure. you. Let me get to it here. My my system is fighting me this morning. Just the uh, the one that came in the. Yep, that's we had just one, mm-hmm. and uh, here's what the questioner asked. They said, I have a question regarding the new year. What do the Bible guys, well, today you get Bible guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they see as a theme or a watchword for this 2022 year? It would kind of be cool to hear from each of them individually. All right. Well, I'll let you hear from him individually. Okay. Here's Pastor Scott. Sure. Uh, for me, um, I think that the word that I delivered to my people um, this past this past Sunday, and I'll go ahead and qualify this by saying that this, you know, I know we celebrated the new year as a nation this last year, this last week, but but biblically speaking, um, the new year is not until um, April. Um, Exodus tells us God says this is the beginning of the year for you, and He actually tells us it's the it's the first day of the month of Nisan, which is the month that Passover's in. So. In the, in the mind of God, uh, that is the actual uh, New Year, as opposed to January. We got January in the 15, 1582 from Pope Pope Gregory. So, um, at any rate, um, because Christians knew better. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. So I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, was, <laughs> uh, you know, I know, I know, I know. What a lot of people do this. They'll take um, 
they'll take our culture and they'll force the Bible into it. And, and, uh, uh, but you have to remember there, there are 40, I believe there's about 40 different calendars in the world. Uh, and you know, in Ethiopia, it's the year 2013 right now. And in, um, I think India, it's the year 2077 right now. We have 2022. Um, I think, I think North Korea is the year 111. Uh, wow. I mean, I mean, every, have all these different, you know, of course, you know, the Chinese New Year's is different and they're all on different months and different years. And so, uh, but there, and there's different Christ- animals, and different animals and there's Christians everywhere. Um, so if everybody's trying to make something out of a number, then you're going to have all these different, uh, these different uh, ideas. So that's why, that's why the Bible, uh, is the only thing you can use as the way you interpret scripture. And in the Bible, it's the year, according to the, the Jewish calendar, it's the year 5,782. So at any rate, but I know secularly, uh, we celebrate, uh, in a civil manner, we celebrate in uh, January and, uh, and the word that I brought to my congregation was, um, the scripture that in Proverbs four, that says to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Yeah. And so, True. and the guarding was the word that I really had on my heart to deliver, uh, because we, I believe in a, the church world by and large during these past two years, we have not guarded our heart very well. We have allowed what has been happening in society to invade. You talked about the art, keeping the sin out. Uh, we've allowed the division that has taken place in the world to, to creep in. Uh, we've allowed people now, you know, we've now taken the word of medical people and lifted that above, uh, the word of your pastor, uh, you above the word of God. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's become a lot of people's hearts have become infected, I believe by the things around them. And so, um, so I would say for me, it would be to, uh, to guard, cause I still think we have, um, another year um, to, to walk through this. I think we'll start seeing this thing uh, ease up this year, but I think we still have another year of having to walk through a lot of this, uh, a lot of this mess. I think it, I think it's advantageous for a lot of people to keep it alive. And, um, and you know, the numbers are telling us right now, you know, we're trying to, trying to, um, I think just instill more fear in people. But, but uh, at the end of the day, I do think that um, we have to guard our heart. I agree with that. Because there's just a lot of mess that we've allowed to get into our hearts. And how do you guard your heart? Yeah. To the word. That's right. You keep your, your, your heart in tune with the word of God. And the word of God forms what our opinion is. You know, it doesn't matter. And I, I mentioned this also on Sunday. I said, you know, if you, if you look at, um, you know, and I, and, I, and I said this, I said, this is not a political statement. But if someone like Andrew Fauci can say something and Christians around the world completely modify their life based upon the words of a flawed, sinful, unrighteous man. Yet when God's word says something, they look at that as being optional. Well, maybe I'll tithe. Well, maybe I'll keep Sabbath. Well, maybe I'll, I'll do this. Well, maybe I'll do that. But, but, but Fauci says that, man, we're going to alter. Now we're going to, we're going to, we're not going to associate with people who are, who are vaxxed or not vaxxed or masked or not masked. And yet the Bible says, Here's a group of people you should avoid having contact with. Well, you know, I'll have all kinds of friends in that grouping. And, and so we've just made, uh, we've lifted uh, the word of man over the, over the word of God this past year in many, in many cases. So we need, to, we need to guard back the word of God into our heart. Good start off of the Bible Guy today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They're the people to go to when you need a tow. All right. 
because they understand what's involved in getting the tow. Like if you have a camper hooked up to your car and your car breaks down on the side of the road, they know how to do both of them, how to get the car off, got to get the camper off, all of those things. Uh, no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they've got the answers for you. Like I've always told you, they belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed. They're insured. Uh, each truck is permitted, so they're doing it right. So put this phone number in your phone so that if you need a tow, you just type up towing, and boom, there it is, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849, East End Towing. Okay, we continue on. I've got Scott here where question was, you know, what do we think the theme kind of is for 2022? I mean, this is the time of the year when everybody says, what's your New Year's resolution? Yeah. You know, and, you know, lose some weight, go to church more often. Mm -hmm. Those are the typical things that that you hear. Uh, Themes that I, I think is to, and I agree with what, pastor just said you know um keep your faith close to yourself yeah. I, I think that that's very very true and to your family um especially think, yeah go ahead you know, especially as we as we come into these times where more and more our faith is being is being challenged and and you know we we heard about this uh this gentleman with uh Pulaski academy yeah, Doug and, Reed, yeah. yeah you, you you know you're you our faith is being challenged you know you you know we have this, the horrible statistic that seventy-something um, percent of kids who go off to university, Christian kids, lose their faith within the within their freshman year. So I'm going to stop uh, you right there. Yeah. Okay. So as as parents, mm-hmm. we know our children are going to be under attack unless they go to a university where they won't be under attack. Yeah. So why do we send our kids to the to the the you know the 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 den of the lion. I think it's our culture. I think that we have learned or bought into the idea: if you don't have a college education, then you're never going to uh, amount to anything. And so, because of this, we send our kids there, thinking that that's the best uh, route for them. Some kids, it's not. Some kids, it 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 may be. I heard this uh, one gentleman say. He said, um, "You know, um, we should not be surprised if we send our children." to study under caesar that they come home as romans i agree with yeah. that and and but we are surprised we'll come back what you know what happened to you when you were at school why are you this way why are you thinking this way well you sent them to a place that was more concerned about indoctrinating them into a new worldview as opposed to teaching them what they were sent there to learn and um and so uh i mean that's that's huge and so i think that our we need to really learn how, once again, to guard our heart because out of it flow the issues of our life. So your life is going to be determined by what flows out of your heart. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the words that we speak, they're coming out of our our heart. Jesus even said this, you know, it's not what goes in a man that defiles him, but it's what comes out of him. So what comes out of you will defile you. What comes out of you comes out of your heart. Well, right. you know, they say garbage in, garbage out. What what? You're going to, how you're going to construct your life is from what's coming out of you. The issues of your life are going to proceed from your heart. That's why the Bible says, actually, it says, it doesn't just say guard your heart. It says guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life. So we're not talking about casually guarding. It says guard your heart with all diligence. So I think there's a diligence that we've let go of and we've allowed now, because I've had, I've had you know people tell me that have been friends of mine for a long time, believers 
that I'm not welcome to come to their home anymore because of my philosophy about the uh, about the virus. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, we want people to come to our house who share our philosophy uh, on the virus. And I'm like, but but we're but we're brothers in the Lord and our relationship should be bigger than what Andrew Fauci says, because right, I can get right. you a list of people that say something opposite of what the government says. So how do you know what you're going to believe? And I, and I've told my people, I said, look, if you didn't go to, if you've not actually personally gone into your basement and researched and duplicated the scientist research to determine what you believe, then you are by faith accepting their word because mm-hmm. you've not actually gone and run your own experiments to, to verify what they're saying. You just taken their word as being fact. And here I am. I, I read you the scripture. I show you the word. And, and yet that is not holding as much weight because I think people have allowed stuff to get into their heart. They've not protected themselves. There's, there's a verse of scripture that I, I read um, this past Sunday. It's in the second Timothy chapter three, Verse 1 through 5, it says, but know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. And so I think we can all agree that we're in the last days. Actually, Acts 2 says the last days are upon us. It says, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good uh, of good of the good traitors headstrong haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof and from such people turn away all right so turn go, away from them he go says. back to one particular piece of scripture yeah uh having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof yeah what does that mean well first of all let's just say how amazing it is that god would include that in the same group as as unloving, unholy, unthankful, and slanders. I mean, he's including that group of people, lumping them in with, with those type of people. Well, if you don't have the power of God, that's the kind of person it, yeah. you're going to be. Well, it, I think this basically is referring to people who have turned a relationship into a religion. They have okay. a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God or deny the power of godly living in the midst of their of their relationship. It's like... You know, I'm going to I'm going to have a a faith that does not change my life, does not alter my life. It's just a a religion in word as opposed to a relationship mm-hmm. in deed. Uh, and that's why you know it's it's important that churches preach the full gospel and not just well Jesus used to do miracles, but he doesn't do them anymore. And I know the Bible says he doesn't change, but well, you know, maybe he does. Yeah, and so you're left with well, where's the power? If Jesus walked into our churches today. Do you think he would still do in our churches what he did in the Bible? If he doesn't change, he's going to. Ray Stevens answered that question several years back. What did he say? It was a song that he did. What if Jesus came back today? All right, let's take a break. (laughs) We'll hear that, and then we'll be back with you. All right, I've been talking about Pat Davis for some time now. I think he's going to be here on the show this week. I'll get clarification on that uh, after I get off the air. Uh, but he's going to come on and tell you how you can save 30 to 50 percent on your health insurance. I can't explain that to you. I can only tell you that this is what he can do. I have him on the air to explain it to you uh, when he comes on. And uh, I know that 30 to 50 percent, if you can save that much on your health insurance, is a significant amount of money when you add it up over 12 months. 
between that and being able to use choosing any provider that's out there in the nation, uh, no co-pays, maybe even getting uh, a check back from an urgent care facility, your doctor or the hospital is also a good thing. To have somebody tell, talk to you one-on-one about this, Pat Davis has a phone number. You can reach out. You'll get he, him or you'll get one of the people who work for him. 501-605-6935. Uh, 501-605-6935. That's Pat Davis. Or do it online, yourhealthplanman.com. Uh, and I'll let you know exactly when this week he's going to be on. Spend about 30 minutes uh, with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our guest, uh, of course, is the Bible guy today. Not Bible guys. I'm back to, with just one person in the studio with me talking about what's the Bible say about uh, different subjects. Uh, you can send your uh, emails to BibleGuys at SalemLR.com. That's BibleGuys at SalemLR.com, and then we'll ask them uh, on the air uh to the guy or guys, depending on how many people are here. Both uh, Billy and Steve are out today because there's other members of their family. They came down with COVID, so, uh, you know, they're not coming to the studio and trying to share it with you. <laughs> you just don't do that. It wouldn't be sharing it with you anyway. Maybe sharing it with me. Yeah. So they're they're at home doing, uh, doing their thing. But Scott is here. Uh, we've been kind of covering uh, what to what we think you might be able to expect and what the theme of 2022 might be. And I hope that 2022 is going to be a, a year of getting back to real truth hmm. yeah. because there is so many falsehoods out there uh, right now. And what, what grieves me is that there's so many people in the church who fall for it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're bringing it into the church, mm-hmm. which is even worse. I right. was talking to the to Scott about that. Alistair Begg did a whole sermon on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can look around. Look, God didn't want us to bring homosexuality into the church. Right. God didn't want us to bring transsexuals into the church. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, he doesn't deal with all of those things because he does. He answers all those questions. Uh, but to readily accept People who practice those things is not what he taught. Yeah, we're commanded to to love everyone, and, and God loves everyone regardless of their situation, their condition. Just think about the great, uh, you know, apostle, the apostle Paul. He was a murderer, uh, but but God's love was not limited uh, to his actions. His grace is greater than that, and God's grace is greater uh, than your situation, than your sin. And He's there to reach out to you and to, and to bring you into his family. But as far as what the church believes, uh, what we believe is, is was set thousands of years ago. So, and we can't modify that based upon modern, um, society. It tells us, um, it defines sexuality for us. It, it defines, uh, good and evil, right and wrong. It defines, uh, how we should relate to each other, how we should relate to, to God. It tells us how we should relate to, to animals. You know, I mean, the Bible, God is so compassionate. He even says in his word, he even says, you should not Kill an animal if you're if you're going to you know slaughter an animal for food. You should make sure that you don't kill that animal, um, in the sight of its mother. In other words, if you're going to kill like say a a, a a lamb, if the mother of the lamb is around, you should not slaughter the animal in the presence of its mother. Regarding animals, mm-hmm. I mean God is compassionate. 
towards everybody and all of his all of his uh, living creatures. So, so God is there to love and care for us. But, but one of the things that people have to understand is our salvation is a lordship salvation. In other words, you know, the Bible says that we have to confess Him as Lord, and what that means is He He He's the one who makes the rules, and He the He's the one who determines what we believe and how we believe and why we believe it. So, uh, you know, we don't have a the right to say, well, I know God said that, but the moment you do that, you're exalting your opinion above the word of God. You're making yourself God. That's right. You're making yourself the Lord of your own life. And that is simply not the way that we live. And that's not the way that we are meant to, to uh, have a relationship with, with the Lord. So, um, you know, with that being said, this year of 2022, I, I, I do pray that it's going to be a, a great year of getting back to normal, but I do think that a part of us getting back to normal is by getting out of our heart some of the mess that we've allowed to get into it and to guard our heart with all diligence because life flows out of that place. And um, you know what it's like. If you get really depressed, it's really hard to uh, to find strength to continue to move on in the in the day. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us in John's Gospel, chapter number 16, it says, Jesus said this, he said, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatsoever he hears, that he will speak. And get this, and he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit is meant to help us to see things before they happen. Uh, and so, when we look into a year like 2022, uh, with a leading guy in the Holy, uh, leading guy in the direction of the Holy Spirit, we're meant to not. We're meant to walk in this world with our eyes wide open, to live our life on purpose. The Holy Spirit is there to, to lead us and to guide us and, and to show us things to come before they happen so that we can be prepared for it. So how does a, how does a denomination uh, walk in that? If they have, is that uh, the people who say they believe something, yet they deny the power thereof? Referring to the, uh, the other scripture about uh, those who are, uh, have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Yeah, I think there's a lot of churches that have a form of God, then as you would look at them and say, that's a church, that's a Christian church, uh, that building looks like a like a church building. But um, the power of that godly living, or the power of, of God, is it is it evident? And unfortunately, a lot of churches actually teach against those things. Um, you know, there, most churches, there was a time when most churches were very much filled with the, the power of the Lord. Um, but the more religion and politics gets involved, the less people begin to see of that. So what happens is you have to begin to modify your doctrine to lower people's expectation. So, you know, um, you know, if at one point your church had lots and lots of miracles happening and then they stopped, the people are going to start asking questions. What's wrong? What's wrong with my church? Why don't I see these things happening? So then you have to create a belief system. Well, God doesn't do that anymore. And if people believe God doesn't do that, then they don't have an expectation for it. And therefore they don't see there's actually a problem. And so it becomes a, you know, kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. So, but we have to keep our expectation. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is still working among his people. He's still doing miracles. We had this wonderful thing happen during COVID during last year. We had this lady who was in the church. She, um, she had, um, she had, she was suffering from uh, MS. She had had it so severely that she was confined to a wheelchair. She couldn't Mm -hmm. walk. And we were in we were in the worship service and um, I noticed uh, some movement over to my right, uh, and I looked up, and this lady came walking down front, uh, pushing a wheelchair. There wasn't anybody in it. She was just pushing a wheelchair. Right. And what had happened, in the middle of service, one of our church members 
just felt impressed by the Holy Spirit to go over and lay hands on that person and pray for them that was in the wheelchair. She went and laid hands on the person in the wheelchair and then just went back and sat back down. And the lady in the wheelchair, the one who had MS, she said that she was sitting in a wheelchair praising the Lord after the lady had prayed for her. And she felt the Holy Spirit telling her to stand up. But, of course, she couldn't stand up. That's why she was in a wheelchair. But she, she, as an act of faith, she acted on what she felt the Spirit of God tell her. Dave, she stood up. Strength entered her body. She pushed her own wheelchair down front and is healed of MS today. Amazing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I know that there's expect- people, people hear that and, and they doubt. I don't doubt that. Mm-hmm. I, look, I can, I've always said on the air, my God's a big God. That's right. You know, whatever he wants to do, mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. And, and I would ask them, if, if you're a Christian, I would ask, why would you doubt that? If you, if you open your Bible and you see miracles from one page, from one end of the book to the other, why would you doubt it? You doubt it because you have been taught to doubt. You have been taught these things don't happen anymore, and that goes right back to having a form of godliness but denying the power. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then guess what? He still does today what he did yesterday. And if you don't believe that, then you don't believe the Bible. No. It's very simple. And so our expectation should be that what he's done before – He's going to continue to do today. And if you don't see it, it doesn't change. I heard somebody say this one time. They said, the Bible says that we should lay hands upon the sick and they would recover. And they said, so for me, that means if I pray for 10 people and 11 people die, I still believe it. Mm-hmm. Because my faith is not based in what I see. It's based in what I believe. It's based in God's word. Correct. So my thinking, my expectation is based on what God has to say. It has to do with renewing the mind, your mind according to the word of God. All right. Scott is here. He is the pastor over at Agape. When do you guys worship over there on Sundays? We meet at uh, 10 o'clock on uh, Sunday morning. And also we have a messianic service at 1 o'clock on Saturday. All right. So keep that in mind. We'll be back. We still have some time to talk. We will do that as we continue to Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about uh, our friend uh, David Lucas. David Lucas wants you to know that uh, you don't have to carry on with the fears of 1970 that uh, everything is going to fall down around your ears, so to speak, uh, while you're watching over your nest egg, as we like to refer to it. Uh, There are some important things you should be doing. Uh, Part of that would be look into gold and silver, and David Lucas can help you with that. How much do you need? Uh, How do you go about purchasing it? Well, uh, David Lucas uh, works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust, and then they'll tell you all the rest of how to go about and uh, try to allow gold and silver to perhaps help you protect your assets at IRA, the 401k, your hard-earned savings. What you need to do is call them, 501-222-3315. 501 3315 Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. All right, back with you. Final uh, 10 minutes with uh, Scott Stewart today, pastor of Agape Church. Don't forget, 10 o'clock on Sundays is uh, when they worship, and then 1 o'clock on Saturdays is a Messianic mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, meeting. I haven't made that move yet, but I think this year I may end up doing it. That'd be great to see you. 
Yeah. I'm just that's I, Pastor Steve. He he runs the uh, Messianic service. I'm just saying this whole thing uh, dealing with uh, Messianic Christianity just makes so much sense to me. It does yeah, it makes a, a lot of sense to me. And right. I was I was talking to Doug Reed, who was my guest in the mm-hmm. first hour, and he 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 looked at me. He said. We started talking about it because I told him that this school that I want to build yeah. will be based upon Messianic Christianity. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I've been doing study about that. Oh, really? And he says, he says, you know, I, I found out that the Lord's Supper is the, the end of Passover. <laughs> and I said, have you done a Seder? And he said, yeah, I have. And I said, then you know. Yeah. You understand why. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah it was it was about... You know, getting being freed from Egypt, but it had as much to say about Jesus as it had to say. In fact, maybe even more so than it did about uh, dealing with uh, uh, their liberation. Yeah, he was he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It was the prophetic uh, cry for what was going to happen with Jesus. It's just so, if you've never done a seder, it's incredible. Call Pastor Scott and ask him to invite you to his home. Well, okay. <laughs> you love, two, two, five, you love that, six, don't you? One, two, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, you and I have been in Seders before where people are just weeping. Yeah. Because they, they see for the first time what they have been denied. Not denied from being taught. Being taught. And it's not because people deliberately aren't teaching. Just the, the teachers just don't see the connection because they weren't taught it and so on and so forth. But when you see it, it it's it's incredible it well it adds so much to your faith you know why you believe not you know why it's there now why it makes sense it's, it's yeah it's, it's just like you know you mentioned the name yeshua you know the bible says the angel appears to joseph and says you will call his name jesus because he will save his people from their sin well that really doesn't make any sense because to us the name jesus doesn't mean anything i mean it's a name yeah but it doesn't it says you'll call him jesus because he will save well what does that mean? Because Jesus is a name that doesn't really have a definition to well, it. Well, he'll be called Yeshua. Right. He, <laughs> so he's speaking Hebrew to him. He says he'll be called Yeshua yeah. because, and that's that's the noun, and then the verb to save, he'll be called Yeshua because he will Yoshia, his people. In, in Hebrew, they have these 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 uh, these play on words. So Yeshua and Yoshia, they have a rhyming sound in Hebrew. So he says, so the angel uses that and says, you're going to call him Yeshua because he will Yoshia. Uh-huh. He, he'll be called he will be called salvation because he will save because his name means salvation. Uh, and so yeah, so you put it back in a Hebraic context, it just cleans it up and just makes it makes it so it much. It just sense. makes it more more sense. Our, our academy, uh, Agape Academy, you know, our kids when they are three years old, they start learning Hebrew. And they learn Hebrew through the uh, through the years of the at the academy. See, that's incredible, and that's what we want to do at this new school that I've been talking about. Um, in fact, I I decided that uh, because this is my vision. All right, yeah. I mean, God's talking to me and mm-hmm. telling me about this stuff. And uh, bottom line is uh, Hebrew and Greek and Latin. I just think Latin's got to be taught. Yeah, you know, it's a part of classical um, education. You it's know, going my, to be a classical education. Yeah, that, my, that that's the word that's used for what I'm yeah, talking about. Right, right. You know, back in the day, you know, all our universities were Hebraically um, based. I was talking to Doug about that. I said, "Look at the model for Harvard." Uh, yeah, and the and the Yale Crest, and you go to, go just go down the line. And you look, and you, uh, 
I mean, you are you're hard pressed to find a university that was not started with with the Hebraic Foundation to it. And then one last thing before we move on from this, but uh, uh, the Pilgrims decided yep. that we were going to speak English, and it was a razor. Th- you think one that, vote? You think the the, the vote between uh, Biden and Trump was close? <laughs> it's close. To whether we're going to speak Hebrew or we're going to speak English, one vote changed it. Yeah, wouldn't it have been great how we wound up speaking Hebrew? Wouldn't have known it. Amazing. We've just been walking around speaking Hebrew with no imagine big, big how deal. We, imagine what our understanding of the Bible would be, how different it would be today if that was yeah, our language. Yeah, I agree. And you yeah. think that we're close to Israel now? We'd really oh, be close to Israel that. now. That's true. Oh, man, I, I wish the vote had gone yeah. a different way. Speaking of, when are you going to have your uh, uh, you know uh, big celebration about uh, yeah, the Israel? Night, the Nighttown of Israel will be on March 6th. Okay. That is a Sunday uh, at uh, 6 p.m., so Sunday evening, 6 p.m., uh, at uh, 701 Napa Valley Drive. A special speaker. Yes, um, Sarah Sanders uh, will be uh, our speakers. Okay. Yep. Keep that in mind. Yep. By the way, we're working uh, with folks over at Agape uh, to use their facilities uh, for some town halls mm-hmm. here over the next few months. Uh, we're getting all that hammered out, and... Uh, I'm thinking that Sarah's might have to be held in in uh, uh, in the main building mm. just because it's. I gonna, didn't know you were going to do the uh, the governor's yeah for, for governor. Well, yeah. we we we're going to, and then of course it, people say, "Well, why are you going to still do one?" Because Sarah is the nominee. We know that for the fact. And I said, "Yeah, but we can do a let's get her together and let's have a just a big uh, hoop and holler in time." Get her ready to get into the battle that's going to occur over the course, uh, course of this uh, this year. But uh, town hall meetings uh, for that, for uh, lieutenant governor, for AG, and for secretary of state. That's what we're shooting for. All right. And we're talking to people who want to be sponsors. If you're a, a, a conservative business owner and uh, you know how important this uh, year is going to be and you want to be a person that gets behind this then uh, feel free to give us a call right here at uh uh you you can call you can call me or, or just email me easiest way dave at salem lr.com Speak, we'll talk to you about it speaking of um sponsorships uh just to kind of throw this out here uh, we we do have an academy at our at our church and we're we're planning a big um uh, fundraising uh, banquet in uh on the 13th of February. It's a Sunday evening. Uh, and um, just to, just to encourage everybody to go and visit our, our website. This is agapeacademy.org. Uh, just to kind of see what uh, what's going on there. Uh, we're, we're believing, that God, that we'll be able to have the funds we need to really take the school to the next level. Fantastic. All right, Scott, we're out of time, brother. Thank you, sir. It went too fast. Always. Always does. Remember, if you have a question for Scott, for Steve, for Billy, uh, you just uh, send it to BibleGuys at SalemLR.com. Tomorrow on the Dave Ellswick Show, I thought I was going to have Bruce Westerman on, but he wants to go duck hunting, so we'll have him on Thursday instead. Uh, tomorrow we will have uh, uh, Congressman Hill on. Ken Yang will join us as well, and that's what you can es- expect as we start at 6 a.m., as we always do, right here on 1011 uh, The Answer. I'm Dave Ellswick. Talk to you a little bit later. Then you